want to say a very big hello, Ohio. Thank you very much. Incredible people. I wish those cameras would turn around and go all the way back as far as the eye can see. But they never do that because they're fake news. They never do it. They never do it, do they? I'm thrilled to be back in this incredible state with thousands of proud, hardworking American patriots, incredible people. And seven months from now, the people of Ohio are going to vote to fire the radical left Democrats. And you're going to elect an incredible slate of true America First Republicans to Congress. And we're going to send J.D. Vance to the United States Senate. And together, we're going to end crazy Nancy Pelosi. She's crazy as a bedbug. We're going to end her political career once and for all. It's going to happen. And when she loses that position, she'll be out of there so fast, she'll be leaving. In 2016 and 2020, we won Ohio in a landslide. We won it by a lot of votes. Probably should have won it by more than that. And we're getting ready to deliver yet another stunning victory for Ohio workers and families this November. It's going to be incredible. And I'm going to be with you. We're going to be with you all the way. For decades, your state was ruthlessly betrayed by globalist politicians. And you know it better than anyone. We were there with you. Corrupt special interests and far-left radicals who shipped away your jobs, shut down your factories, closed up your steel mills, opened up your borders and undercut your wages and let crime, gangs, and deadly drugs pour into Ohio communities. And you know what I'm saying? And we stopped it. We stopped it cold. We brought back your jobs. We brought back your jobs. All of that changed when you finally got a president who put America first and who put Ohio first. And we did. Proud to have done it. The fact is, you got a president who made America great again. And right now, our country is going to hell. But under Biden, Pelosi, and the radical Dems, it's back to America last. They actually say it's America last, and that's what it is. I got gas. Gasoline for cars, I got it down to $1.87 a gallon. All you could buy, no lines, no nothing. Now they have it to $5, $6, $7, $8, and it's going higher. Get used to it. I rebuilt our military, including our nuclear capability. We don't even like talking about it. But I rebuilt our nuclear capability. We had bombs and we had explosives. Nobody even knew if it worked. And I don't like talking about it, but we have somebody that talks about it all the time, Putin. And we have nobody that understands what's happening. It's a very sad situation. We've never been in this position before. But we created something very special. Not in 75 years since the Air Force, we created Space Force, very important. It's doing great. So we created a great, new, beautiful, 
military and they gave 85 billion dollars of it away to the Taliban. Thank you very much, including 700,000 machine guns, rifles and guns. How about that, J.D.? 700,000. What the hell? Is, you know, they're one of the largest arms dealers now in the world. They sell everything that they took from us. They shouldn't have had 10 cents worth of equipment. They have our airplanes, our helicopters, our tanks, and 70,000. Think of that. I don't think there's a used truck lot or car lot anywhere in the world that has much more than five or six hundred cars. You know, they say the inventory is full if you have 500 on the big ones. 70,000 trucks, 70,000. We gave them many of them armor plated. I was getting us safely out of Afghanistan while keeping Bagram. We were going to be out with dignity, with strength, with respect. They totally humiliated our nation with soldiers killed, 13 great soldiers, and nobody talks around all of the incredible soldiers that were so horrifically injured. You never even hear about it. I hear about it. No legs, no arms, just blown up, disgraceful. We didn't lose a soldier. I spoke to Abdul, the head of the Taliban. You didn't lose a soldier in 18 months, not one, until that horrible day, the most embarrassing day in the history of our country, I feel. And they left hostages behind. They left the equipment, but they left hostages, many, many hostages behind. We created the safest border in the history of our country. They created the most unsafe border, perhaps, anywhere in the world. I don't think there's a border in the world that looks like that. Third world nations have better borders than we do right now. We have no idea from where they come. Last month, 127 different countries were represented by illegal aliens coming into our country. Many prisons are emptied into our country. They're getting rid of their prison population. Isn't that wonderful? We had the safest border, think of it, the safest border, three weeks away from completing the wall, which I assume they would have done very quickly. We had two and a half years of litigation before we could start the wall. We did a wall in record time. Two and a half years, we had to win 11 different cases, many brought by Congress, Democrats in Congress. But we did an amazing job. We had the safest border in the history, recorded history of our country. Now we have the worst border in the recorded history. We did a great job with the drugs coming through, human traffickers. We had virtually no inflation. They have the highest inflation in 47 years and going much, much higher, which is costing families $6,000 a year. That's bigger than any tax increase ever proposed. And speaking of tax increases, we cut taxes more than any president in the history of the United States. <laughs> biggest, biggest tax cut in the history of our country. And they intend to give the largest tax hike in the history of our country so they can do the Green New Deal and waste a lot of your money. A lot of your money. People that don't even know anything about the environment came up with the idea. It's a hoax. Just one of many hoaxes, you know that. We had 160 million people working. They have millions fewer people working, millions and millions fewer. And a lot of people don't even want to go back to work. It looks like they're not going back to work. 
The numbers are totally phony numbers. They say three and a half, four percent, but you're talking about a whole different deal. We had 160 million people. We never had anything like it in the history of our country. And we had a record of clean air and water. And they're trying to destroy our country with a climate hoax that will close down our businesses, destroy America economically, make our country impossible to live in, and have us be the laughing stock of every country in the world. How about the Paris Environmental Accord? Would have cost us a trillion dollars. I ended it, and one of the first things he did, let's give him back a trillion dollars, and it's probably more than that every single year, a trillion dollars, J.D., you got to do something about it. Sick. Under our leadership, we were respected all over the world. Our country was respected. They may not have all liked me, but they respected us. And they respected us at a level that hadn't been seen for decades, and now our leaders of countries don't even return the president's phone call. They don't even call him back. You've been hearing about that. We cut job-killing regulations for individuals and businesses at the highest level in the history of our country. And they're working feverishly to put all of those horrible regulations back. I think the regulations might almost have been more important than the tax cuts. Largest tax cuts, largest regulation cuts. Nobody came close. No president came close to what we did, whether it was four years, eight years, or in one case more. We had tremendous success in COVID with therapeutics and Operation Warp Speed that even the other side said what you did with Warp Speed was incredible. And now you look at the Biden administration was unable to get the tests done. They created unyielding and unsustainable and totally horrific mandates and radical mask regulations. And we did just the opposite. And we had far better success in every single category, except for public relations. You know, we were too busy working to think about public relations. They do a lousy job, except they have a fake news, a fake press. These people right back here, they report fake stories all, all day long. All day long, that's what you hear. And you know, it's so important, it is so, like as an example, I thought the cameras, I, this, happens, this has been happening for a long time, nobody, my wife calls me, how is the crowd? I say, uh, do we love our first lady, right? But I call up, I say, uh, so how did it sound? How did it look on television? Did I look good? Was my hair in good shape? And oftentimes, you know, she gives me, she said, I mean, I had 87,000 people in Texas. I called her, how was it? You're all right. Oh, God. I said, all right. How did I look? Not great. The hair wasn't good. I said, that's not good. Now, who would say that except somebody that's very honest and I think loves you very much, right? How was your hair? Oh, it was just wonderful. But we've done, uh, we've done a job that... I don't think anybody, you look at this crowd as far as the eye can see, but I always said, you know, I thought that, I thought that the cameras were probably fixed. I thought they may be fixed, so you couldn't turn them. 
And then one day, there were a couple of troublemakers way in a back corner, and those cameras were ripped around, and that steel bent so beautifully, and they covered that back corner so... And then I realized they just don't want to talk about the crowds. They refuse to do it. They sit back there nice and smug. But you know what? We're getting the word out better than anybody's ever gotten the word out anyway. In the last year, more people died under the Biden administration than the Trump administration. Nobody knows that. We got rid of NAFTA, the worst trade deal ever made, and replaced it with the USMCA. You're making a lot of money. One of the best trade deals ever made by any country. In fact, it's so good that Mexico and Canada are trying desperately to renegotiate the deal. And JD, I don't think you'll let anybody, don't let it happen. They killed us for decades with that horrible deal. And now we have a good deal and it's fine for them, but they want to renegotiate it. Don't let it happen. We put taxes and tariffs on China and took in hundreds and hundreds of billions, billions of dollars. We saved your steel industry, okay? Your steel. And you know another industry saved? Washing machines, a big industry, okay? People don't realize it. I had a man come in from Whirlpool, the chairman of Whirlpool, and he came in to see me when I was president-elect. And he said, sir, I'll tell you, it's really terrible what's happening. We're going out of business. And you know the section of your state where you make washing machines, the capital of washing machines. And Jim Jordan came in. Jim, do we love Jim Jordan? Do we love him? And he said, we have to do something, sir. We, uh, I sat down with the Whirlpool people and we put tremendous tariffs on all of those machines that were being dumped. They were being dumped into the United States. We put tremendous tariffs on them, taxes and tariffs. And South Korea, sorry to do that, sorry about that, but South Korea and China primarily, and that is now one of the strongest businesses we have in our country and it's one of the greatest businesses in ohio and it wouldn't have been there for another two months if we didn't do and i want to just congratulate that particular chairman he's retired now but he sat down and he cried before me what they were doing to this industry and i said we're going to do something about it and we did that with many industries but that one i went up to the whirlpool factory where they make it and it, it was incredible and that's washers, dryers, all of that stuff, the dishwashers. And then we changed some rules too, you know? I said, what's the problem? Can we help you? Well, they don't give us any water for the dishwasher. What does that mean? That we don't have enough water. You know, the ladies, usually mostly the ladies in some cases, just to protect myself, in some cases the men, okay? He'll say, it was a terrible thing he said. He said, only the ladies would. No, no, there's some men out there too. They're not so happy about it either. But in the dishwashers, as an example, they had a little problem. What was the problem? They didn't give you any water. And it was so little water that you couldn't wash the dishes. So what do people do? They kept pressing and do it again, do it again, do it again. So by the time you do it 10 times, the dishes are finally there. You've wasted a lot of electricity and you spend more water than if you did it right. So I had a regulation where I let you have all the damn water you want for your dishes. And the same thing for your closing. Same thing for your clothing, for your dish, for your dishwashers, great, but for your washers and dryers. In the washers, they had no water coming out. And I just asked these simple questions to the head of Whirlpool. Who the hell knows better than him? I said, do you have a problem? Yeah, the problem is there's not enough water. I also did it, by the way, 
for your sinks. You ever go to a new home, you buy a nice new home because of the Trump policies, homes were going up like crazy. By the way, I hate to tell you, the stock market dropped over a thousand points uh, on Friday. Lots of luck, everybody. But you ever go into a new home and you turn on the faucet and there's no water comes out? They have restrictions. And, you know, we're talking about places you don't have a water problem. A lot of say most states don't have a water problem. In fact, you do have a water problem. You have too much water. You don't know what to do with it. So they have restrictors. So you're sitting there washing your hands. It'll come on, water, come out, baby. I want to wash my. I got rid of it. Same thing with showers. I'd go into a shower and I'd go to a hotel that was new. And I said, I can't stay in these places. Why? The water just drips out a little bit slowly. I want to take good care of my hair. I don't want that. No, it's true. I mean, I put the soap in. It takes you 20 minutes to have the water come out to get the damn soap out of your hair. But, uh, and I won't talk about the third element of a bathroom, because every time I do, the fake news only talks about that. But you know what I'm talking about. One time, two times, five times, ten times, no water comes out. So I totally took that out, and we made it so that when you have a sink, you can actually wash your hands normally, and you can take a shower, and you can do that other thing normally, right? The third element of the bathroom. So we did it with the dryers. We did it with the, what we did with the dryers. What we did with the electric was great, but we did it with the washers and we did it with just about everything. And we had a sane, a sane group of manufacturers wanting to do the job. And so many of them were based here and I'm happy to have done it. Now, let me give you the bad news. They're trying to undo all of those regulations so that when you go into a house, when you go into a house, you can't get any water. So. We're going to fight on that, and J.D. and everybody is going to be fighting on that. We finally have it down to a level where you have some sanity. The fact is, the election was rigged and stolen, and now our country is being destroyed. Country's being destroyed. Our country's going to hell. We've never had anything like this, and we have a president right now, sadly, who has absolutely no idea what the hell is happening. He's shaking hands with the air. He's walking around somewhat bewildered. I'd say it's no good and taking orders from the Easter Bunny. You saw that one? No, no, no. You know, the Easter Bunny was a political operative. He did a good job, actually. That guy, we should hire that guy. He was very good. He said, no, no, don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk to those people. And he's doing all of this while Putin does nothing but talk about nuclear weapons and destroying the world. We have our signals very crossed in our country. We've never had a situation like this. The choice this November is very simple. If you want to keep America in a death spiral of crime, look at what's happening on crime with these Democrat-run cities. Chaos, craziness, corruption, and historic national catastrophes, you must absolutely go out and vote for the radical Democrats. If you want to have a country that's going to be great again, you must vote and again. <laughs> Thank you. That's very good. Very good. I like that guy. Again and again and again. You know, we had it great again. And then we said, I think we should do a comma, make America great again, again. You know, our new slogan, our new slogan, 
Our new slogan was keep America great. The problem is they've done such damage. We cannot really say right now and very sadly that America is great. We're not respected anywhere. We're not listened to. It's uh, very sad what's happened. So we'll say make America great again, again, okay? But you have to vote for America first Republicans. There's no better proof that our country is being run by a deranged group of extremists than the treacherous crusade against American energy and Ohio energy. They see what you're doing to your energy and your energy industry with their fake Green New Deal policies. Biden and the Democrat socialists have done what our worst enemies could never, ever have dreamed of doing to our country. What they have done to our country in so many different ways, but look at energy. Our opponents are deliberating and deliberately crippling the most energy-rich nation on the planet. We walk on liquid gold. We walk on liquid gold. And they want us to buy from Venezuela. Let's go over to Venezuela, the dictator that everybody hated so much. And now we're supposed to be buying energy from the dictator from Venezuela who's pushing everybody out so he can have a country all to himself. It'll be him and about 30 people. They're all pouring out of Venezuela. We had Venezuela ready. They're crushing domestic production, driving up prices beyond any form of belief. And for all intents and purposes, waging an economic war against our very own citizens. And that's exactly what it is. One and a half years ago, we were energy independent, never happened before in our country. And today we're begging OPEC. OPEC is a name you didn't hear about OPEC for four and a half years. And now you do as well as Russia. And they're getting the oil. You know, one of the problems we have with Russia, they've never sold oil for so much. So it comes in through the back door into the United States. We're begging them. Can you imagine we have more than anybody? and we're begging them for oil. They gave up, first day in office, they gave up Anwar, the biggest site anywhere in the world in Alaska, probably bigger than Saudi Arabia. And it was, Ronald Reagan could not get it done, nobody could. 60 years, six decades, they couldn't get it done. Interestingly, a friend of mine called me up, he's in that business, but had nothing to do with Anwar. He said, I heard you got Anwar done as part of our tax bill. I said, no, actually we don't, but we're close, but I don't know, you know, there's some people I don't like. I don't like Murkowski. She wasn't pushing it. She's a terrible senator from Alaska. So I said, we should get rid of her. You should be smart and get rid of her. Write to all of your friends in Alaska. Say, don't vote for Murkowski. So she approved somebody the first day the person goes into office and they write out Anwar. But a friend of mine called up. He said, what do you think of the Anwar? I said, I don't care. I don't really care. I didn't know too much about it. What the hell? I hadn't been doing this too long. They said, uh, well, you know, it's amazing. I don't care. I have no skin in the game. But Anwar has been tried for 60 years, 65 years. They've been trying to get it. It's the biggest site probably in the world. It's incredible. I thought you might have gotten it. It would be a hell of an accomplishment. I said, are you sure about that? He said, no, no, it would be an incredible thing. I called my people. By the way, you know, when I told you I didn't care about Anwar, put it in the bill. And we got it approved. See? He didn't know. He didn't know, but that's the way it happens, Mike. The environmental extremists, and they are extremists, they're destroying our country, are trying to replace COVID crisis hysteria with climate crisis hysteria. 
and they're trying to replace COVID emergency powers with climate emergency powers. You see it happening all the time. And by the way, you see what's happening also with the masks. They want the masks to start because they want it for the election, J.D. They want the masks on and they want those mail-in ballots where they can cheat like hell. They're trying to figure it out. And these extremists don't use the term global warming anymore because it was getting cooler and the term wasn't working. So now they simply use the word climate change because that covers if it gets cooler or hotter or water up, water down, it doesn't matter. Whatever the hell happens, climate change, you're covered. We're 100% covered. They went through all the global warming stuff, but it was just not playing. Climate change, no matter what happens, when you say that, you're okay. In the Republican Party, we reject every single left-wing energy mandate and restriction, just as we reject COVID mandates and COVID restrictions, and they want to put them back on. And with your vote this fall, we will shut down Biden's energy war on their country and on Ohio. You know, you're a big energy state. A lot of people don't realize that. Very big. You look at Ohio, you look at Pennsylvania. Remember Texas where Biden's against energy, right? Look at what he was against. And the Democrats, no energy, no God, no guns. We're talking about Texas. And they say, oh, the election's going to be very close in Texas. You know why they say that? If they can steal enough votes and if they can win, nobody's going to be looking at it. That's all. We killed them in Texas just like we killed them in Ohio. And just like we're going to beat them in 22, and by the way, in 24, we're going to beat them badly in 24. The actions of the far-left radical Democrats show pure contempt for our country and our people. Thank you. say they have the best seat in the house. That's a good looking group back there, you know. See, you people actually have, to, I always say it, movie stars, they're on, so look at all those cameras from the fake news, look at them all. But they always turn the cameras off when we talk about the rigged election. Then the cameras go off. They don't want to, that's what they don't want to talk about. They never want to talk about the rigged election. But look no further than their program of totally open borders. Can you imagine somebody wanting open borders? Now, either you're stupid or you hate our country. It can only be one of two. There's no way that anybody can want open borders. The radical Democrats have chosen their side and they've sided with the drug cartels, which is another thing. The money is so big. These guys, there has to be something going on because nobody can want open borders where hundreds of countries are pouring in. And, and they are really, look, these people are very streetwise, their leaders. These are dictators, presidents, prime ministers. They're very smart people. They're taking the people they don't want and they're putting them into large groups of people the caravan i think i came up with that name i call them caravans and they're pouring into our country and nobody even talks to them they just pour right in and who can want that they've sided with these drug cartels and human traffickers almost all trafficking in women mostly women 
and child smugglers and criminal aliens and savage thugs of MS-13. And by the way, I want to pay my compliments to our great law enforcement in this country and also to Border Patrol and ICE. Border Patrol and ICE, they're incredible. What they have to endure. And then they have no backup from government. And then they say, defund our police. Nobody here. You know, I know some of the people in these rows right here. And they're very tough people, very tough. They don't want to work for ICE. They don't want to go into one of those packs. They call them a pack. And these are people that use knives rather than guns because it's more painful. They cut people up. They cut them up and they cut them up badly. And these ICE people, they walk right into those packs and they start swinging because unfortunately it's the only thing they know. It's the only thing that the, the uh, MS-13 gangs, probably the worst gangs in the world, it's the only thing they understand is this toughness. But they do an incredible job and, and they should be greatly respected. They're incredible patriots and Border Patrol, incredible, incredible patriots. And uh, we have to thank them and your police are unbelievable. Unbelievable what they have to endure and then they take all of the stuff with uh, we're paying them too much We're paying them too. let's get rid of the police. How about these Democrat cities that want to get rid of the police force? I really think they want to get rid of our country because nobody can really believe this stuff just 15 months ago We had ended catch and release stopped total. I mean like just stopped asylum fraud deported thousands and thousands of gang members the hell out of our country and we built nearly 500 beautiful miles of border wall exactly as the border protection agencies wanted we did it to their specs but not but right now right now the biden administration has blown the border to shreds Exactly one month from today, Joe Biden has vowed to terminate the Title 42 protection that I put into place, which gives us, which gives us a lot of good protection. You know, I had Mexico give us free soldiers, 28,000, you know that, right? And everybody said, they'll never do that. I said, yes, they will, 100%. I said, what are the 12 things or the 10 or the 9 or the 15? Give me the things you want most. And maybe you've heard this, I've told it very seldom, but I'll tell it to Ohio because I happen to love the people of Ohio. I worked in Ohio. I worked in Ohio. It's here for more than a year in the Queen City. You know what the Queen City is? Cincinnati. Swifton Village. Job called Swifton Village with my father. We bought a job in Ohio, Swifton Village, and we fixed it and made it good and sold it, and it was wonderful. But I got to know the state very well, and I love the people of Ohio. I love the people of Ohio. Yeah, great people. And we can tell you, we can tell you plenty of stories. Maybe I'll tell you the story a little bit later about how great our military is. Should I do that? Thank you. Bikers. Thank you very much. Bikers for Trump. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But Mexico, so we had uh, a meeting with Mexico. I met with a wonderful woman in the State Department. She's handled Mexico for 25 years. I met with her and some other people and law enforcement that focused on Mexico. And I said, give me the 10 to 12 things you want the most. And they looked at me like, not going to get them. 
And they wrote 12 things out. I looked, and one of them was military along the border, Mexican military, but they don't even, they didn't even write the whole thing out. They just said some military because they said, you're not going to get them. I said, of course I'm going to get them. Why would you say I wouldn't give them? Why wouldn't they give us free soldiers, right? Why wouldn't they do it? They laughed at me like I was a stupid person. You know, remember I had to take, I took the aptitude test because they thought I might be stupid. They really didn't. They thought I was really smart. So when they think they're really smart, then when I took the aptitude test, Dr. Ronnie and many doctors, and I aced it. And you know, now they don't call me stupid. They say, he's a dictator. He wants to take over the world. You know, they used to call me JD. Uh, they made, they said maybe stupid. So I said to Doc Ronnie, you know, Doc Ronnie is now a great congressman in Texas. Great, very popular guy. I think he won by like 52 points or something, but he's now a great congressman. I said, Ronnie, I don't like when people call me stupid. I had great heritage, an uncle who was a great, great genius, a father who was a genius, everybody. They're all, we have a lot of geniuses. I don't like being called stupid. Is there a test or something I can take to prove to these radical left maniacs that I'm much smarter than them? Is there a test? And he said, sir, there is a test. It's called the X test. I said, what's it like? He said, well, it uh, gets very tough. The first questions are easy. And the middle of the test gets tough, and the end of the test is quite tough, sir, actually. I said, well, what happens if I don't do well? He said, well, you know, it's, uh, it's at this great hospital. You know our great military hospital. We all know our military hospital. And the system is incredible, incredible, doctor. So I said, uh, Walter Reed, I said, uh, let me take it. He said, sir, here's the problem. If you don't do well, everyone's going to be reading about it on the front pages. I said, and I, if I do do well, nobody's going to talk about it. That's the way it works with the fake news. They don't talk about it. So I said, he said, and other people are present while you're taking it, sir. I said, let's go, Dr. Ronnie. Give me that goddamn test, Robert. I want to take that test. Give me that test, Dr. Ronnie. So they gave it to me, and they started asking questions, and some, you know, around the third or fourth or fifth question. Sir, sir, name five things. I named five things. I like a group of people. Ohio. A fake teleprompter that I never end up using. And the fake news. Thank you, sir, very much. Thank you. Then they come back to you 20 minutes later, name the five things you named. And I hit it perfectly. They say, nobody hits that one. And when we told that, you know, we told it on Fox. I hope Fox gets all straightened out. I hope they get all straightened out. But we told it on Fox and everyone, oh, that's so easy. That's so easy. I say, you do it. Let's see you do it. So far, I haven't found anybody that's been able to do it, J.D. It's not that easy. I haven't found anybody. But I took the test and aced it. Aced it means I got every single question right. And I actually think, especially in, you know, what we're going through now, I actually think that it should be mandatory for a president to do that. I do. But I aced it. I did well. But getting back to Mexico, so I said, give me the things. So it was all these things. And I said, no, uh, we're going to get every one of them. And everybody in the room was sort of smiling and laughing and saying, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. We've been working on this for 25 years. 
So in comes the highest representative of Mexico, right under the top, right under the boss, who happens to be president. A really nice guy. I really like him. He's a socialist, but I like him. He's one of the socialists I like. See, I don't like Nancy Pelosi. I don't like Schumer. I don't like him. But I like the socialist who heads up Mexico. Now they're going to say, he's terrible. It's subversion. He likes the president of Mexico, but not these horrible human beings that are destroying our country. So. I'm in there and I say, uh, here's what we're going to do. He comes in and he laughs at me when I tell him, we need 28,000 soldiers along the border, free. He looks at me like, it's free? Why would we do that? We need something called stay in Mexico. That means nobody can come into our country until we check them out and it could take months and months and months. And he said, we wouldn't do that. Why would we? And the other things were even worse. And I said to the State Department, watch. They said, we would never even consider doing that. And I'm, ordered, I'm ordering you to stop asking for it. I said, I'm the President of the United States. You can no longer order me. But, but so I looked at him. I said, you don't think you're going to do this, right? They said, we're not going to do any of them. Why would we do them? We're not going to give you 28,000 soldiers for free. I said, yes, you are. Because it's now Friday afternoon at 1 o'clock, and on Monday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm putting on a 25% tariff. All of the cars that you stole our industry, stole 32%. Every car that comes into the United States is going to have a tax or a tariff of 25%. And every other product you sell into the United States will be tariffed at approximately 25%, starting Monday morning at 8 o'clock. And he looked at me and he said, sir, it would be an honor to have 28,000 soldiers on the border. It would be an honor to have stay in frickin' Mexico. We want to have stay in Mexico. Max, we won every point. Max was there. Max Miller, one of the great guys. Max, were you there? I've never seen anybody fold like that. They said it would be an honor to have 28,000 free soldiers. And for two years, we did. And that's one of the reasons we had the best numbers in the history of the border. Thank you very much, Mexico. And one of those things, I hate to tell those stories because it's not nice, but it's the way you have to behave. Because all of these countries, Europe, all of them, they take advantage of the United States. I got uh, billions and billions and billions of dollars, over $400 billion paid into NATO because I told them, you're not paying. They weren't paying. We were protecting Europe. They were killing us on trade. They were killing you. They weren't taking our cars. They weren't taking our farm product. They weren't, we were taking everything from them. BMWs, we were taking every car made by the millions that they weren't taking. I said to Angela Merkel, Angela, how many Chevrolets do we have in Munich? And she said, why, I don't believe any. I said, you're right. How many do we have in Berlin? She said, uh, why Donald? Donald, I don't believe we have any. I said, you're right. You may have one in a museum from 40 years ago, right? But you have none. And yet you send us Mercedes-Benz and BMWs and Volkswagens by the millions. I said, no way. And we started that whole thing. But I said, we can't do that and also protect them militarily. So I told them, I said, and this was a big story last week because it was revealed for the first time. They probably knew about it, but they didn't like talking about it because it was too positive. But I said to the 28 countries at that time, including us, I said, no, if you don't pay, we're not going to protect you. 
The money came in by the billions. It was amazing. The money came in by the billions. And that's why, that is why NATO right now has so much money. Right now, they had $400 billion plus coming in. The head of a major country stood up. Are you saying, sir, that if we're not paid up, and they weren't, uh, there were eight countries that were paid, there were 20 that weren't paid. Are you saying that if we don't pay, you're not going to protect us? I said, yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. They started sending checks like nobody's ever seen. And the Secretary General Stoltenberg said there's never been anything like this. Bush went in, he made a speech, and he left. Obama went, made a speech, boring speech, and he left. <laughs> they always forgot to ask for money. And we were really protecting Europe almost 100 percent. NATO really didn't exist in terms of what they were doing. I got them to pay over $400 billion that it came in very quickly. Now, if I would have said, oh, yes, we'll protect you no matter what you do, it's okay, they wouldn't have paid, right? That's the way it works in life. But all of this money that you see right now, and I was the one that said, we're going to send in the tank busters, right? Remember? We're going to send in javelins. You know that, right? And I got badly criticized at the time. We're going to send in javelins. And they said Obama sent blankets and Trump sent the tank busters, the javelins. And they did that to show how bad I was, how what a horrible guy. It turned out that I was the right one because they would have had no defense without him. So. But you don't hear that anymore. They used to say, what a bad person. You know, he sent them blankets and maybe some pillows. Did he send them pillows? So the very same people who piously claim to be defending democracy are the ones throwing open your borders, surrendering your sovereignty, defunding your police, prosecuting your politicians like nobody's ever seen before, by the way. And those you believe in, all of those people you believe in, they're trying to prosecute them, eviscerating your laws, crushing your wages, diluting your vote and handing your country over to millions and millions of illegal foreign national, illegal aliens, I would call them, all without your consent. You haven't consented to that. On top of that, you had a fake, phony election. And by the way, did you see, did you see, oh, what a handsome president. Wow, wow. Just looking. Well, I said, should I wear a red tie or a blue tie? They said, how about a blue one? He says, whatever you want, whatever the hell you want. Now, that's a nice picture. See, those screens are very expensive. But on that screen, you know, we were paying so much for those damn screens. I said, let's just buy them. After about three events, we could, uh, we could have had them anyway. But, but you remember... And I think you just saw that uh, Truth to Vote did a ballot harvesting operation, the likes of which has never been done in this country. Took them almost a year, and they found corruption in the 2020 election, the likes of which nobody has ever seen. And I do believe they played a little bit of it, and I believe they're going to be announcing it next week. They have found millions and millions of totally corrupt votes. Millions, and it's totally determinative. You know what determinative means? That is a blockbuster movie, and the press, the fake news, will do every... In fact, even now as I speak, two of the lights just went off. Two lights just went off.
This is communism. This is communism. This is the beginning of communism. That's what that's when it starts when you have no press. We have no press. Those two lights just went off. They don't want to talk about it. You're going to take a look. You're going to take a look next week at Truth to Vote. These are incredible patriots headed by Catherine Engelbrecht, who's an amazing woman, amazing, amazing woman. And you're going to see things that nobody thought. Now, that was only one form of cheating. They had many more. How about Wisconsin? Wisconsin now is going wild because they have nursing homes. And historically, people don't vote in nursing homes very much at a very low level. And in Wisconsin, they voted almost 100% voted. And you know how they found out? When the sons and the daughters and the relatives came in and said, my mom did not vote. She's comatose. She's been in a coma for months. She did not vote, and they had her down as voting. And they were getting tremendous complaints that these people didn't vote. And historically, a very small portion of people in nursing homes vote because they have other problems. We can understand. Perhaps we'll all be there someday. Could be with me, too. My family will say, get the hell, this guy out of the house. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. And they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they didn't vote. And now they find out that they voted close to 100%. Nothing like that's ever happened. So they have somebody up there, Justice Gableman. He's an incredibly respected man. And his report has been absolutely unbelievable of the corruption that took place in Wisconsin. The ballot harvesting that took place incredibly in Georgia, where there's a level of corruption that you've never seen and in Pennsylvania and these other states, mostly they find in swing states, because that's the one they focused on. So uh, you're going to watch that next week. I hope you're going to stay watching it. And maybe now, if they want, they can turn their cameras back on. The Biden border crisis is also fueling the violent crime crisis in America under the radical communist socialist Democrats. It's open season on law enforcement officers like never before and on law abiding Americans. And by the way, I know it's possibly not politically correct, but I really don't care about that. I don't care about that. We have to give in those cities that are being ravaged by crime and people being killed, many, many people sometimes in a week, worse than it was in Afghanistan. Remember, 18 months, we didn't lose any soldier. I told Abdul, don't ever, ever, ever kill any American soldier again. Because if you do, it'll be held to pay like nobody's ever had to pay. And he understood that. He understood that. It was very nice. I had a very nice conversation with him, actually. He, uh, he was very respectful. He called me Your Excellency, Your Excellency. He said, but why, Your Excellency? Why? Why did you send me a picture of my house? <laughs> Which I did. Nice house, actually. Very nice house. But you know what? For 18 months, we, had, we didn't have one soldier killed. Not one. And yet, in our Democrat-run cities, you have many people killed every week, and you have people shot every week. Worse than Afghanistan by far. Hard to believe, right? But we are going to do something about it, and the Republicans are going to do something about it. And I was always torn. Do I send in law enforcement? Do I send in the military into Democrat-run cities? I mean, the one good thing about happened with this fake election is that this little this little space, people are seeing how badly they're running things. Our country's gone to hell. You look at everything and you look at the numbers on law enforcement. 
And I decided, let the Democrats run their cities. And I think I did the right thing, because if I sent in the military or if I sent in the National Guard, they'd say, he's a dictator. And we did do that sometimes after a period of time, like Minneapolis. We sent in the National Guard, because after six days, that place was, you weren't going to have a city. And they did a great job. I sent them in. And we were going to send them into Seattle, because they basically were taking over the city. And Portland, I did send them in. They were going to burn down the federal courthouse. By the way, do you notice that nothing happens to those people, right? Nothing happens to them. But we have people in jail that are police officers and firemen and others, and they're being treated so differently. In Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Dayton, all Democrat-run cities, you have skyrocketing murders, rapes, robbery shootings and carjackings at levels that they've never seen before. This month, right here in Columbus, a three-year-old boy was horribly shot when 15 bullets were fired into his house, killed. Last month, a one-year-old baby girl was shot while sleeping in her home, lying in bed between her two parents, when a bullet came through the wall, through the mattress, and right into her back. And this month, a Columbus man was sitting on his porch when two vicious thugs tried to rob him, viciously rob him. And when he said, I don't have any money, please, please, I don't have any money, they shot him eight times and killed him. But help is on the way. The reign of defund the police Democrats ends this November. And even more so, it's going to end in November of 2024. Thank you very much. Got to end. We're not going to have a country. Between horrible elections, think of it, borders, open borders, horrible elections. We're like a laughingstock all over the world. Our elections are a laughingstock. Look at France. They're having an election. You know what they do? Same-day voting, all paper ballots. Very simple. They have no problem. And that's what we have to get to. We can't have these elections that go for 48 days. And they store the votes in a room, and where is the guard? Well, he took off today. Why? How come all these votes are being moved around? Think of it. Think of what they're doing. 48-day elections. We want one-day elections. We want paper ballots and no mail-in fake ballots. They cheat like never. There's never been an election like took place in 2020, and you got to watch. You have to watch the movie next week. Dinesh D'Souza. He did a movie on it. But it's truth to vote. This is a group of unbelievable, many, many women. And you know what they did? They went through 50 miles of tapes because those fake lockboxes that were being stuffed all over the place, they have tapes. In many cases, government tapes. You know who's were the worst? By the way, Georgia. A lot of the tapes were missing in Georgia. The governor of Georgia's done a poor job Poor, poor job, and he didn't want to do anything about it. But Georgia was one of the worst. But they followed these tapes for almost a year. They've been reviewing, and they have people stuffing the boxes like you've never seen before. And you got just a little glimpse of it, but it was, uh, I'm sure it was eye-shattering. But none of these vital changes will be possible if we don't kick the radical left, 
Democrat, socialists, I say communist because, again, when you don't have a media, when you have people turning off their cameras when they don't want to hear something, when you don't have a media that's going to police the corruption in this country, then you've got yourself a big problem. But we're going to throw them out of the House and out of the Senate this November. So important. And we have to do everything to maximize our chances of victory, our country's at stake. It's all about winning. We have no choice. We have to win. We have to fight. They fight very dirty, very dirty. They used COVID in order to cheat in the election by sending millions and millions and millions of fake ballots all over the place. Nobody knew what the hell was happening. Some houses got many, many ballots. I won't say how many because they'll say, how do you know that? Many, many people, I could say in this audience, but of course this audience would have far fewer. If I went to another audience, almost everybody would raise their hand. That's why I'm very pleased to introduce the man with by far the best chance to defeat the radical Democrat nominee for the U.S. Senate this November. And you know what? You know what? He's a guy that said some bad shit about me. He did. He did. But you know what? Every one of the others did also. In fact, if I went by that standard, I don't think I would have ever endorsed anybody in the country. You want to know? They all said bad, but they all came back. But I will tell you, he, he was tough, and, but the others were tough, and they all, a lot of them said some really bad things. And ultimately, I put that aside. By the way, he's been like uh, incredible in the last period of time, long period of time. And so have the others, for the most part, I guess in all cases, the others. But I have to do what I have to do. We have to pick somebody that can win. And this guy is, he's tough, he's smart, he's a former Marine. He's a Yale-educated lawyer, a great student, you know, went to Yale, got a law degree. He's a great student. He's a fearless MAGA fighter. He fights like crazy, and he loves Ohio, and he, frankly, he's a great Buckeye. So what I'd like to do is ask J.D. Vance, come forward. I want to pick somebody that's going to win, and this man is going to win. Come on up, J.D. Ohio, do we love this guy? Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, all I'll say is it is time to send Republicans who know what time it is. We've got big tech censoring conservatives. We've got a crazy fake president who will buy energy from Putin and the scumbags of Venezuela, but won't buy it from middle class Ohioans. We've got a ridiculous leadership, even on the Republican side, that tries to undo some of the best things that Donald Trump did over the past four years, things that no other president has done. It is time to send people who know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I'm running for Senate, and that's why we're going to win and take this state back. is right. I wasn't always nice, but the simple fact is he's the best president of my lifetime and he revealed the corruption in this country like nobody else.
to you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce again the Republican who knows what time it is, the best president of my lifetime, the great Donald J. Trump. Thank you, J.D. You get it. Thank you. So, J.D. is really an America first warrior. He believes so much in making our country great again, and he's going to do a job on these horrible people that we're running against. They really have been. I don't want to say all of them. I can say a guy like Bill Crystal is opposed to him, once others crying. Adam Kinzinger, little Ben Sass from Nebraska, real lightweight, CNN, MSDNC, New York Times, Washington Post. They're all, they're all looking to do bad things. J.D. is also supported by a great group of people, Tucker Carlson, Senator Josh Hawley, Ohio Right to Life, Rick Grinnell, Bob Lighthizer, Stephen Miller, my son Don. We love Don, don't we? And most importantly, J.D., you're supported by me. I'm supporting you. I'm going to get you. So if you want to deliver a historic victory for America first here in Ohio and also a historic defeat for the people that are destroying our country, J.D. Vance is your guy. He will do a tremendous job when you cast your vote. You have to imagine all of the liberal tears that will be cried and all of the rhino tears that will be shed when J.D. wins on Election Day. And all of you great conservatives who will be celebrating when he defeats a total lightweight, by the way, ran for president. He was the only guy, he had zero. Tim Ryan, he's running, I guess. I don't know, is he gonna win, I guess? Is he gonna win the primary, I guess, right? Does he have anybody in the primary? But he's not good. He ran for president, he got zero. The prime, but what he will have, look, what he will have is tens of billions of dollars and we can't take a chance. And that's one of the reasons, I mean, you know, I studied this very closely, I like, a lot of the other people in the race, I liked him a lot, but we have to pick the one that's going to win. This guy's tough as hell. He's going to win. We have to pick him. He's right. He's right. He's the guy. He's the guy. The primary is May 3rd, but early voting is underway right now. So get out there and vote May 3rd. A lot of Republicans like to vote on May 3rd. Remember last time they said, we're going to vote on election day. They go in, they say, I'm sorry, you've already voted by the thousands. I'm sorry, ma'am, you've already voted. No, 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 I wanted to vote on election day. I'm very proud. There's a beautiful woman walked in. Thousands, thousands of people. I'm sorry, ma'am, you've already voted. Some people left. They didn't know what happened. Some people cried. And some people got very angry, got beyond angry. Angry like nobody's ever seen. But they walked in and said, I'm sorry, because they had somebody vote for them. And I can tell you, they didn't vote for Trump. I can tell you that. Also with us tonight, also with us tonight is a person I know very well. He was in the White House with me from the beginning. He's a tremendous guy. I had no idea he was such a natural at politics. 
but he is. You know, it's just like baseball or golf or basketball or whatever. Some people are naturals and most people aren't. This guy is a natural. This was a very complicated situation on the districts. And he was a Trump plus 12. Then he went and he said, that's good. Then he went to Trump. They changed it. They had some court motions and hearings and decisions. And then he went to a Trump plus eight. Then he went to a Trump plus two. Then he went to a Democrat district. And then he got a Trump plus eight. He's got a hell of a district. And he, you know what? Even when it went very bad for him, when he was in literally a Democrat district, if there's such a thing, I don't think there's going to be such a thing. There's going to be very few of them come November. But Max Miller never complained once. He said, I'll win. I don't care what. I don't care who. We're going to win because the people get it. And I'd like to ask Max just to come up here for a second. He's great. Great guy. He's a great guy. Going to be a tremendous congressman. I'm proud of him. He's like my boy. I will. Well, let's hear it for the greatest president of our lifetimes, the President Donald J. Trump. Right? So this is what I'd like to say. This man sees something in people, okay? And what you all need to understand is that this man's vision brought us the greatest four years that we've ever had in this country's history. Did he not? Did he not? Come on. So what I'll tell you is this, what he sees in myself, what he sees in J.D. Vance, what he sees in Madison Gessioto and Mike Carey are America first fighters that are always going to work for you. People have it backwards in D.C., okay? We know very well that our main job is that we work for you and you don't work for us. And that's why... And that's why I'm giving a quarter of my salary back to the people of a district and never taking a federal pension. That being said, give it up for the greatest president of our lifetime, Donald J. Trump. Thank you, Max. Great job. Another person that I've known for a long time, always been successful, always loved your state and your people, and going to represent the 13th District very well, Madison Gessioto. Madison, thank you very much for being here. Can have a tremendous and a very handsome husband, by the way. Thank you very much. Max and Madison really. Uh, are incredible people. They have my complete and total endorsement. A lot of people said, oh, who are you endorsing? There's no doubt about who I'm endorsing. We're going to make that clear tonight. In politics, you never know people that begged for my endorsement, that had no chance of winning, and you assume you'd be loyal to the party and to our country. They ended up sort of being a little bit the opposite. A lot of them wouldn't really have much of a chance of winning, so we take it very, very seriously. But some of these guys, they wanted my endorsement so badly, and then they let you down. Guys like Mitch McConnell, <laughs> Lion Brian Kemp of Georgia, terrible, terrible. The lightweight senator from Nebraska, little Ben Sass, and others. We had some really bad people. They want the endorsement, then as soon as they get it, oh, they go after me. But I go after them too. 
We're also joined by two really incredible warriors from Congress, Troy Balderson and Mike Carey. Fellas, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Great job. Thank you, fellas. They really have been. They've been fighting against some very bad people for a long time and fighting well and winning. We've been winning. Ohio State Auditor Keith Faber. Thank you, Keith. Good. Good job. Just gave him my full endorsement today. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Frank has our complete and total endorsement. You did a fantastic job on redistricting and all the things you did. Thank you, Frank. Fantastic. Total, complete endorsement, both of them. Ohio GOP chairman. This is a friend of mine for a long time. He was at the beginning of my campaign. He was right there at the beginning. I had a choice of five people. I said, I like that guy. He's got a nice Polish name. I like him, okay? I like Polish people. But I said, uh, Bob Paduchek, I said, he's fantastic. And no matter what happened, we had this terrible governor that you had, terrible, terrible guy. And he was fighting us. And we had a couple of other people high up in your party that were fighting us. And uh, Bob would keep saying, sir, you're only going up. You're going to win by a lot. I said, Bob, the governor's against me. This one's against me. The senator's against me. They're all against me, Bob. He said, don't worry, sir. You're going to win big. And you know what? He turned out to be right, and I love him. Bob Paduchek. Bob. Great job. He did a great job. Another friend of mine, and he was a very, very uh, formidable candidate, and he happens to be uh, very nicely related soon, very strongly related, because he's the father of a magnificently perfect and beautiful woman that Max is going to marry. I think that maybe is going to be his greatest achievement, even though he's been very successful. Bernie Marino. Bernie? Hi, Bernie. Great job, Bernie. Thank you for everything. Great job. Great guy. And in the audience, we have somebody who doesn't know he's going to be announced, but I have to because he's been out there and he's been farming and he's been carving the name Trump. He's been carving the name Trump on his farm, and those planes would pass over that farm. You know who I'm talking about? And he's a great guy, and he's in there fighting for whatever the hell he's fighting for. I don't care. I love him. J.R. Majewski, he's been... Fan Where is he? Where is J.R.? He's around here someplace. He had no idea we were going to do is that, J.R.? Yes? Hello, J.R. You didn't even... They didn't even give you a good seat, J.R. But we, but we love you, JR. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. This guy, he carves that name Trump in those fields. He's a genius. Thank you, JR. Really nice. Hey, JR, you're pretty popular. Yeah, you got a lot of popular support. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Remember, I told everybody when I took over, I said, go out, farmers, buy. More land and a larger tractor, I was right. I got China to give us a lot of money, including handing you $28 billion out of some of the taxes and tariffs. I gave the farmers $28 billion and manufacturers too. That's the first time China's ever done that one. That's no different than the border stories. Let me also give a very special thanks to the Delaware County Fair Board for their incredible work this evening. This broke all of their records. 
They told me that we broke their record by thousands and thousands of people. And as far as the eye can see, you know, you're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear that. But as far as the eye can see, you have people back there. I wish they had the press way back there. You know, they have these cameras. They're fantastic. They have these magnifying lenses now. We could put them way back and they'll be just fine. They'll be just fine. And I wish we did that because they're blocking a lot of great people from seeing. But I want to thank you all very much for being here and great. And thank you for your support. You could take the five worst presidents in American history. And by the way, Mike, stand up. Mike, he's a hell of a patriot. Oh. He's a great patriot. He's a great patriot, and he's the single greatest buyer of ads in the history of our country. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Great, great job. He's a good man. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them all together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our country in just a short period of time. But think about it. I used to say four years. I said four years. Now we're saying two and a half years. Soon we're going to be saying two years. We have in November, we have it all happening. And then we're going to say two years. And then we're going to be at one year. It's happening fast. When I said four years, that was too long. But the damage is so incredible that they've inflicted on our country. As everyone here understands, this is the most dangerous period in the history of our country because of the weaponry, the kind of weapons, the nuclear weapons. Never before has our world been so unsafe because of that. The Russia catastrophe in Ukraine would never have happened under the Trump administration. Zero, zero, zero chance. All those, they did know better. All of those people that are dead, that you see lying all over the streets, all of that is so senseless, it would have never happened. I know Putin very well. There is zero chance that this would have happened. I talked about it with him. I knew he wanted it, but he knew he couldn't do it. And by the way, he didn't do it for four years. There's a reason for that. Same thing with President Xi in China. We'll see what happens with Taiwan. But I told him you can't do it, and he didn't do it for four years. More than that, because you can add the campaign onto it, I guess. Under Bush, Russia invaded Georgia. Under Obama, Russia took Crimea. Under Biden, Russia took everything. Or they're sure as hell trying, but they've destroyed everything. You look at those cities, they're flattened. And under me, Russia took nothing, nothing. In fact, in fact, let's go a little bit different. I took their pipeline, right? I stopped their pipeline. And Biden approved it right after he got into office and uh, unapproved our Keystone pipeline, as you all know. But no, I, that was a terrible mistake. And if they're talking about the environment, there's nothing better than that versus the alternatives. The left is horrible on foreign policy, horrible on the economy, horrible on the border and horrible on crime. Other than that, they're doing a wonderful job. <laughs> the only things Democrats are good at is using law enforcement against Republicans and cheating in elections. They're great at that. They're great at that. Record-setting great. The truth is, I ran twice. I won twice. I did much better the second time than I did the first.
getting almost 12 million more votes than we did in 2016 and getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country. And now we may very well have to do it again, won't we, huh? Too bad. Watch Truth to Vote. Just watch it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Over our four incredible years, we accomplished more for this state than any administration in the history of our country. I withdrew from the horrible Trans-Pacific Partnership, would have totally killed your manufacturing and your auto industry. We created half a million new manufacturing jobs in my first three years. President Obama said there would be no more manufacturing jobs. We fought for Ohio, and we won big for Ohio, and that's why you won big for me twice, and I appreciate it. I will never forget it. And when Republicans retake Congress, we will fight and we will win for Ohio once again. We are going to win. We are going to win bigger and better and stronger than even before. This week, a Trump-appointed judge liberated Americans from Joe Biden's oppressive mask mandate. With all of the stories I read, I just didn't read anything about the fact that, and I was very proud to appoint that judge. I was very proud of what she did, and uh, it's a great appointment. She did something very brave. But now the administration is appealing the decision, and we have to have our freedoms. With a Republican Congress, we will also protect parents' rights. No teacher should ever be allowed to teach transgender, transgender, to our children without parental consent. Isn't it amazing how that's become such a big subject? And who would even think that that would be a big subject? think we'd be talking about that? Who would even think that would be a subject where it gets like the biggest hand of all? Who would think it's possible? And you know, while we're at it, we don't want men competing in women's sports. Is that okay? You saw the recent race, the, the swimming meet, where uh, an 11-year-old record and they had one young lady. She was going to break that record by one-eighth of a second. She's been working for years. She's going to break that record. And the gun goes off, and a guy broke it by 38 seconds. He went by her so fast, she got windburn in the pool. The best, though, are the weightlifting records, you know? A record that stood for, I think, 17 years, I read. And this woman, you know, they put a tiny little quarter of an ounce on one side of those big barbells on that foot, and like it's 208 pounds or whatever the hell, and she's getting up. And she, she's so proud she got it up here, and she's ready to... Uh, 
then she didn't quite make it, but she'll make it. But here's the problem. This guy gets up. Bing. <laughs> they said, have you lifted before? No, I haven't, really. It's so ridiculous. And you know, people aren't supposed to talk about it. Even the young ladies that are being just beaten so bad, so unfair. It's so unfair. They talk about women's sports. It's so unfair. And yet, the women that are getting beaten don't want to talk. They said, do you have any comment? No, no, I'd rather not comment. I'm not afraid to comment. I'll comment. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And we will get critical race theory out of our classrooms and out of our military. Thank you. And we're also going to defend free speech because we don't have a free press and we don't have free speech anymore. Our speech is censored by those people right back there. Before 2016, America had a free and open internet that all changed when I began using social media to bypass the fake news and defeat the corrupt Democrat candidate, Crooked Hillary Clinton. Did anybody ever hear of Crooked Hillary Clinton? This terrified the left, big tech, and the legacy media because they saw that social media could be used to challenge their own propaganda. I guess I did it well in 2016, but think of it. I got like 12 million more votes in 2020, and we didn't have it. So I don't know the level of power, but we did much, much better the second time. But they were confused, and they conspired to ban me from every social media platform on the face of the earth. Millions and millions of you had already experienced big tech's vicious censorship. Because of this digital tyranny, we had to give the American people their voice back by building something called Truth, Truth Central. Truth Social. And I think Truth Social is going to do well. It's moving along nicely. Uh, you look at Twitter and you look at how bad, how badly it treats everybody, and it's a real mess. But Truth Social, phone users can download the app today and get their voices back. And it's open and ready to go and go out and use it and have fun with it. And uh, non-iPhone users are coming very, very soon to make Truth Social a free speech alternative to big tech, tech platforms. Our team is working around the clock and has recently enabled every single person on the wait list to join the platform. A lot of people are on the wait list. Now you can join. As of last night, I think at 10 o'clock in the evening. Big tech has banned so many Americans, there's none left to ban. All that's left to ban are their fake bot accounts. You know, their bot accounts, a lot of phony accounts, the truth social. We're canceling the plague of radical leftness that's destroying America. We'll work with any pro-free speech company. We want it all to be good, just like we are with Rumble. Rumble's doing a great job, and we've teamed up to build this incredible platform. So go out and sign up now, have a lot of fun, and finally, we have no choice. We must restore 
the integrity of our elections. From now on, we must have universal voter ID, citizenship confirmation, no more drop boxes. The drop boxes are just so bad. No more drop boxes and no private money. How about Zuckerberg? He puts in $417 million, most of it going to Democrat areas. You know, if you spend $100 more than $5,600 or whatever the number is, they put you in jail. Here's a guy who gave $417 million, and most of it was sent and shipped to Democrat areas. You think that's fair? In addition, every state should follow the lead of the Patriots in Arizona, where yesterday Carrie Lake, Mark Fincham, and others filed a lawsuit to ban electronic voting machines and replace them with a transparent hand count, hand, hand, hand count system. Paper, 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 paper. We don't have to worry about signals being sent down from the sky. Politicians on both sides of the aisle have long criticized the insecurity of electronic voting machines. If you looked at the letters from some of your wonderful Democrat senators, you saw Kamala Harris, how she's doing as vice president. Do you think she's doing a good job as vice president? Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren, Amy Klobuchar. You see their letters talking about, you know, the voting machines are corrupt. They got to stop them. They got to stop them. All of a sudden they say, oh, aren't they wonderful? This is not a partisan issue. This is an issue for our country. Everyone should want free and fair elections, and we must have voting systems that all Americans can again trust. Nobody trusts them. Nobody trusts them. We have to go back to one-day voting and paper ballots with only mail-ins being accepted for our distant military or people who are very, very sick, and we have to confirm that. Mail-in ballots, long-term voting, and no voter ID or signature verification is absolutely killing our country, our reputation, and our elections. People have to believe in their elections. They have to believe that they were honest. And if you look at even the polls, a vast number of people feel that the election, presidential election of 2020, was rigged and stolen. And you can't have that. You can't have that. And then you look at the fact that these decisions that are being made are so bad and that our country is going to hell and none of those decisions should have been made. Holding millions of ballots in storage is dangerous and not acceptable. The only way is a one-day voting and paper ballots. One day, don't store them in boxes and then the boxes disappear and a new box comes in. One day voting, one day voting. You go one day, even if they made a holiday, let it have a holiday. They name holidays for everything imaginable nowadays, right? Let's have a holiday if they want. One day voting, paper ballots. Nobody's going to play games. You can watch them quickly. We don't have to worry about foreign countries. We don't have to worry about anything. One day voting, paper ballots. And if we're going to have mail-in ballots, we're never going to have honest elections. You can't have these ballots were sent to everybody. I predicted it correctly last time. I've been given some credit for it. I said it's going to be a disaster. It turned out to be 
even worse than anybody thought possible. Republicans must get smart and end mail-in ballots, or you're not going to have any Republicans elected in this country anymore. These people, Mitch McConnell and these people are so stupid. We're just seven months away from the most important midterm victory in American history. This is the most important ever, and we need a landslide so big that the radical left cannot rig or steal it. As hard as they will try, the one way you win, you're going to swamp them like we did in Texas, like we did in Ohio, like we did in Florida, like we did in other states. You get it so big, there's a point at which they can't do their magic, right? Their crooked magic. This is the year we're going to take back the House, we're going to take back the Senate, and we are going to take back America. And in 2024, most importantly, we are going to take back that very, 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 very beautiful White House. Thank you very much. And just in closing, uh, first of all, we have to put J.D. Vance in the U.S. Senate. So get your friends and get your family, get everyone you know, and get out and vote for J.D. without delay. Do it now, do it then, but get out and vote. With the Republican Congress, we will fight for more jobs for Ohio families, fair trade for Ohio workers, and more Ohio factories forging more products stamped with that beautiful phrase, made in the USA. We will shut down Biden's border disaster, reinstitute our strong remain in Mexico policy, reimpose Title 42, which is right now being decimated by the Biden administration and strengthen the ICE and Border Patrol patriots, we will again end, and we have no choice, catch and release. We will end chain migration. We will end visa lottery. And we will quickly finish the wall. It can be done in three weeks, which was delayed with two and a half years of lawsuits and other litigation, all by Democrats in Congress. We will stop the Democrat crime wave. We will give our police the power they need and the respect they deserve. We will not take legal protection away from them. They want to take legal protection away from our police. Let them represent themselves. That's not going to happen. We will restore law and order in America. We will hold China accountable for unleashing the virus upon the world. We will lead humanity back to the moon, and the United States will be the first nation to land astronauts on Mars. We're very close to doing it. We will protect innocent life. We will defend our Constitution. We will defend the Second Amendment, which is totally under siege. And we will proudly uphold Judeo-Christian values and principles of our nation's founding. We will restore patriotic education to our schools, and we will teach our children to love their country, honor our history, and to always respect our great American flag.
Our MAGA movement, Make America Great Again, is by far the greatest political movement in the history of our country. Nobody can dispute it. Even the fake news doesn't want to talk about it. They can't do it. There's never been a movement like it. And it's also a movement of common sense, and it's a movement of love. There's great love in this movement. Together, we're standing up against some of the most menacing forces. Entrenched interests and vicious opponents are people have ever seen or fought against. Despite great outside powers and dangers, our biggest threat remains the sick, sinister, and evil people from within our own country. There is no threat as dangerous to democracy as they are. Just look at the unselect committee of political hacks and what they're doing to our country while radical left murderers, rapists, and insurrectionists roam free. Nothing happens to them. But no matter how big or powerful these corrupt radicals may be, you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. This is your home, this is your heritage, and your great American liberty is your God-given right. From Akron to Toledo, from Cleveland to Columbus, and from Dayton to right here in Delaware County, you inherit the legacy of generations of Ohio patriots like Neil Armstrong, Annie Oakley, President William McKinley, a man who, by the way, happened to breathe, believe strongly in tariffs to protect the workers of our country. Great president, doesn't get enough credit. And the amazing Ulysses S. Grant, that's not bad. They fought battles, they broke barriers, they conquered dangers, they pushed into new frontiers, and they risked everything they had for this beloved nation. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. We're going to fight for America like no one has ever fought before. We will not let radical left lunatics or rhinos take away from us what has been so brilliantly forged over nearly 250 years. These are sick people who are making our country sick, but we are the doctors and the nurses and the professionals who will fix it and make it better and maybe healthier than ever before. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never, ever back down. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand a chance of victory because we are Americans and Americans kneel to God and to God alone. So my fellow citizens, this incredible journey we're on together has only just begun. It's only just begun. This is a movement like no other. It's only just begun. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country, not other things that make no sense whatsoever. We want to start talking about our country and greatness again. 
We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious American nation. So with the help of everyone here today and citizens all across our land, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Ohio. Thank you. Thank you very much.